Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time and that whenever and wherever you happen to be on this big blue marble, I hope that you are able to recognize when something special and magical comes your way and that you're smart enough to utilize that special thing that can help you on your spiritual journey and in your life. Now I have a little story for you and this is funny because I dropped my laundry off yesterday and I ate at the same bakery and tomorrow I'm going to pick up my laundry. (laughs) So it's kind of a weird timing that this story is coming out right now. It's a weird little story and I'm going to, I'm going to read to you what I wrote the day that it happened. So first of all, Uh, Before I went to do my laundry that day, I had uh, learned a little prayer that I happened to come across. And what was weird about this is that this little prayer was on one person's channel that I follow. And as soon as I listened to that, another person whose channel I follow, they had the same prayer. And it came up on my YouTube feed. And I thought... That's really weird because it doesn't say the name of the prayer and the the title was different, but it was the exact same thing. And it was really strange timing. So I went ahead and used this little prayer (laughs) and I said it in relationship to my twin flame coming into my life. And the thing is, um, my twin flame, if you're new to the show. He is a very famous and I met him 41 years ago before he became famous, but I have not seen him since. And, um, a friend of mine is her boyfriend is famous and knows my guy. And so it's just a matter of time, you know, when timing is right and whatnot, the universe will conspire in my favor. And, you know, he'll have my number and bada boom, bada bing. I'm sure knock on wood. I'm sure we're going to meet. But, uh, so, (laughs) so here's my famous, uh, guy in Hollywood, basically, um, you know, because he's, you know, famous. And I said my, my new special prayer in relationship to my famous twin flame coming into my life. Okay. So keep that in mind. So I dropped my laundry off. I went to my favorite bakery in Montanita, which is here Um, it's literally the best surfing beach in South America on the Pacific side. (laughs) It's like world famous. And I live here in this tiny little village. In fact, if you didn't know anything about that and you came and saw this place, you'd be like, why do you even live here? It's so strange. Like it's a weird, dirty little town with a lot of dirt roads and it's just very natural natural kind of place, but there's a lot of weird little businesses, quirky, funky places. It's a very interesting place. And there's several bakeries, but my favorite bakery is right next door to my laundry, uh, 
uh, place, which is Shalom Laundry, and the guy's not even, um, he's not even Jewish, which was funny to me, because when I, I'm like, so you're Shalom Laundry, oh, you're Jewish, and he's like, no, I'm not, and I'm like, why did you name your laundry Shalom, you know, and I found out that a lot of his clientele are Israelis that come here, this place is famous the world over, and there's a lot, a steady stream of Israelis that come here, there's, um, so there's like a lot of the business will businesses will cater to that by calling, you know, their business Shalom, you know, like the Shalom restaurant, there's a Shalom laundry. (laughs) So it was like one of those weird things that was like kind of a quirky thing. And I liked it. And the guy who owns it is very, very sweet. And the uh, bakery, they have a cheesecake that is not totally North American style, but it's one of the closest cheesecakes to the North American style that I have ever come across in South America. So I thought that was pretty cool. And I met the, the, um, the baker, he's the owner and, and he's the chef. And he sat with me the first day I ever went there and we got to know each other. And every time I've gone there since I've never run into the owner again, that was what was really weird. But, um, the guy who works behind the counter, Javier, he and I, um, you know, we kind of hug, we say hi to each other. And when I show up, he's really sweet. And, you know, when other people eat there, they'll leave their dishes on the table and they'll leave. And I always bust my dishes and he lets me behind the counter to wash my hands. Sometimes if I have been petting, um, you know, the neighbor's dog, (laughs) you know, so it's just like, it's a very friendly kind of really relaxed kind of atmosphere and people talk to each other. People, you know, come up and everyone says, Hey to everyone. Even if, um, you know, like if they don't really know you, they still say, you know, Hey, or what's up. And it's weird because you could tell the tourists from the locals, the locals, we are all kinds of friendly, whether we're expats from around the world or the Ecuadorians, we're all very, Hey, what's up? You know, and that's the vibe. Everyone loves everyone. Everyone talks to everyone. Even if we've never met before, we're now new friends, right? And you could always tell the uptight Americans or the uptight, you know, the European people aren't as uptight as the Americans, but why are you saying hi to me? You know, it's like, they're so suspicious. My God, why would you say hi? Like, what are you doing? What do you want? Why are you, why are you like following? Are you talking to me? You know, it's like hilarious. It's like when, when I say buen provecho, when someone's eating and if they're American, they're like, what are you saying to me? What do you, what, what was that? It's like, it's like saying bon appetit. This is what we say in South America. Well, in Ecuador, I don't know about the other countries here, but I mean, people say it, but Ecuador, you are expected to be sweet and loving and kind and friendly. And it's one of the reasons that I actually love and live in this country. And it's one of the reasons I want to become a citizen. And I'm working towards that as a goal for myself to have a dual citizenship so I could be American and Ecuadorian. So anyway, so I had, so in the morning I got up, saw this, this, uh, prayer, not once, but twice. And I did it. And it's this magical prayer. And then I go to drop my laundry off. I sit at the bakery and I had this, this gorgeous latte. He always makes little designs in the latte. It's, it's coffee that's grown here in Ecuador. And I, and I had my little cheesecake and I'm sitting there and I'm, um, 
just, you know, minding my own business, totally alone. You know, no one else is there in the cafe. And so the next thing happens, right? Um, and this is my reward, you know, when I, for doing my laundry, for leaving the house, for interacting with people. I mean, this is my reward, you know, is that cheesecake and that latte. It's not a common occurrence. It's like a, you know, once or twice a month thing only. That's it. You know, it's not a daily thing for me. So anyway, so I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking about my famous twin flame who I already love with all my heart. And I know that when we meet and get to know each other, I think we will allow for the opportunity to fall madly, passionately, deeply in love with each other. I'm sure of it. And I feel it coming, you know? And, um, so I was thinking about him. I'm thinking about the fact that he's famous. I was thinking about some of the other uh, projects that are coming my way that are in the Hollywood way and how funny it is that here I'm by myself living alone, you know, with my cat in Ecuador when I met this, uh, director and he wants me to work with him and it's going to be a huge Hollywood production. It's not going to be a little rinky dink mon pod down the road here in Ecuador thing. This guy's Ecuadorian, but he's from LA. He's originally, um, like his family is from Ecuador, but he like grew up in LA, you know? So he speaks fluent English and fluent Spanish, um, as well, you know, but I'm sitting here thinking like, how weird is that, that all these things, all these factors had to come together in order for me to be here contemplating my famous guy. And also the fact that I'm getting ready to go into his profession as a professional myself in the field. So I thought that was really weird, you know, that it's happening in a roundabout way because back when I was super young I tried to get into Hollywood and I just I I made the biggest regret and I never had another big break I had a big break I didn't take it I thought there was going to be another and another never came until now but you know here like 36 years later the big break came so it took a long time for that to happen again So I'm sitting here thinking about all of these things and the factors, and I'm thinking about the prayer that I said. I'm thinking about my dude who's going to be in my life someday. And a random man came up to the table next to me because a woman had just sat down there um, at that table, and she was kind of going through her bags and through her things and She was sitting there wearing a little, like she had her flip-flops and wearing a little bikini. Like I said, it's a surfer town. And I'm like probably wearing, I think I was wearing shorts and a tank top or something, or maybe sweatpants and a t-shirt. Like I was casual, but not as casual as this woman wearing her little bikini with her little beach cover-up. She had a big floppy hat, her sunglasses and her little flip-flops. So, and she is a tourist. And so this guy comes up. And he was teasing her a little bit because she was taking pictures, selfies of herself on the beach. And she was from um, China, so she did speak English, but English was her second language and she speaks Spanish as well. But um, this guy speaks English as a second language and Spanish as his first language. So it all got a weird, like kind of jumbled and confusing. But the, what was weird about this whole scene is like, you know, she's, her language is Chinese. His language is 
Spanish originally. And he walks up and starts talking to her in English. And here I'm sitting here thinking about my guy from who's working in Hollywood. And I'm thinking about the fact that I'm going to be working soon in Hollywood. And it's all very strange, right? Like world, the world life living on planet earth is all very strange. And so, um, this woman had been taking selfies of herself on the beach earlier and his first big booming loud words to her were hello, Hollywood. (laughs) Just like that. It was just like a, one of those moments where you're like, what is happening? (laughs) I'm like literally thinking the word Hollywood when he said Hollywood. (laughs) It was so effing weird. I'm like, whoa. And so basically this weird story, I I took this (laughs) as a huge sign that the prayer is already working. I had only said it an hour before and it's already (laughs) working and hello Hollywood about sums it up. I'm saying hello to my new career in Hollywood. I'm saying hello to my guy from Hollywood, you know, who works in Hollywood. It was all just so, so fucking surreal as hell. Anyway, I'm going to let you know about this prayer right now. It's funny that he said it in this way, just because everyone here speaks Spanish. Even the, the local gringos like me, we all speak Spanish when we leave the house. In fact, I forget that I know English when I leave the house. It's like when I leave the house, I am in Spanish mode. And um, when someone speaks to me in English, I have to like stop, reverse my brain for a minute. Like, what? (laughs) Are you speaking in English? You know, like I don't think in English when I leave the house, I've, you know, I'm just, you know, when, at least for me, I don't know if this happens for other people, but I'm in Spanish. I think in Spanish, um, even, you know, except when I'm thinking, about, you know, my life and, you know, thinking to myself. But when um, people ask me a question, even in English, I'm thinking in Spanish because I'm out and about, you know, I, I just somehow made my brain think Spanish. But so it was kind of weird that this guy, you know, like in these people don't even have English as their first language. And that was their first interaction with each other is in my, my idioma, you know, my, my language. And I just thought it was very odd. Like, so surreal. So anyway, so this happened and, um, this is what this prayer is. It's called the magical prayer. This is what it was on both of the, um, videos I saw. They said, uh, use this magical prayer. And one of them spelled it with a C A L and the other one spelled with a C K A L. I think it was just weird, but anyway, magical prayer. And this is to do with the law of assumption as opposed to the law of attraction. Um, you know, this is what we were talking about, like what a a week and a half ago, but, um, this is what you do. So you might want to get a notebook and write it down or pause this until you could, you know, take notes or just go back and listen to this part when you, uh, when you're ready to take the notes and you're ready to do the prayer for yourself. So this is what you do. You whisper to God or infinity or the universe or your higher self right before you go to bed and you whisper this one or two or even three times 
you imagine what it is. Okay. And then you imagine it's already done. And then you say to God, the universe, infinity, what have you, you say, thank you for showing me this issue is already solved. Thank you for showing me this issue is already solved. Okay. Just like that. But you, instead of the words, this issue, you can say that, but instead of those words, as you're thinking and feeling it as if it's already happened, you have, you can say what this issue is. So for example, this is one of the prayers that I said, God, thank you for showing me this purchase of Ethereum is already solved. And I did it. And then I never said this prayer again after that first day. And I'm going to tell you guys, I purchased Ethereum last week. I had been booted off many, many websites. I could not find a website that would allow me to have an account. I finally found a website that said they don't take any ID. Don't worry about it. Blah, dee, da, dee, da. And guess what? They fucking took ID. I'm like, oh, you got to be shitting me. But you know what? I passed. I, and I don't know. It was a miracle. And I'm thanking God every day because I bought Ethereum last week and knock on wood, it'll continue to rise. But I made $440 since last week. And I only bought like, like $800 worth. Wasn't very much, but I was like, Oh my God, you know? So it was basically, thank you for showing me the purchase of Ethereum is already solved. Instead of saying the word this issue, I said the purchase of Ethereum because I didn't know how I was going to do it. And then I mentioned it to a friend of mine and I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to figure this out. It's so frustrating. And she said, Oh dude, you know what? Um, you just have to go here. And she sent me an article and the article wasn't so helpful, but it gave me an idea that led to another idea that led to the website that I was able to buy it. And I was like, Oh my God. And now I've already made some money. I'm like, Oh my God, thank God. Right. So that was it. So another example would be, thank you, God. Thank you for showing me my new apartment in Monta is already solved because you guys know I've been wanting to move. So that's another time I said the prayer. So you put, you put your, this issue or your issue in the place of the words after you connect to divine. Now you don't have to repeat it. You don't have to chant it. You don't have to write it on a piece of paper and put it next to your mirror. You don't have to write it a hundred times in a notebook. You don't have to do anything more because it's already solved. So that's it. You just put whatever your issue is in place of the words. After you connect to divine, you don't have to repeat it, chant it, do anything more. It's solved. So this is what you say. Thank you for showing me this issue is already solved. Thank you for showing me my health crisis is already solved. Thank you for showing me the relationship I desire is already solved. Thank you for showing me this $30 million is already solved. Thank you for showing me this health issue is already resolved. Thank you for showing me my mental health issue is already resolved. 
Thank you for showing me this house purchase is already resolved. Thank you for showing me my car being paid off is already resolved. Just like that. Okay. So whatever your thing is that you want, the, you know, the entrance to the university or the problems with the money flow, you know, or, or whatever, you could say this $30 million. If you want that, you could say this $10,000, if that's what you want, you know, whatever it is that you want. Thank you for showing me fill in the blank here is already solved. (laughs) So, so that's it. Uh, And and it's it's super, super easy. And I have been waiting to, to uh, share this with you. And it's funny that, I mean, because I was going down the line of things I had written down, you know, what things that happened between the, you know, the last season and this season, you know, things that happened over the break. And it's funny that I dropped my laundry off yesterday and I had that cheesecake yesterday and I had my coffee yesterday. And that's the story took place in that place like a month ago. Or maybe it was like in June. It, it might've been in June, actually a couple months ago. So, um, I've done laundry since then, but that was the weird thing that is when it happened. It was like, Whoa, out of all the things that somebody could say, you know, and out of all the days that I picked to do the laundry, I picked the day that this Chinese woman was going to be there doing selfies on the beach. And then someone was going to tease her for it and say, hello, Hollywood. That is just so insane. And what was weird too, is, I mean, they were talking and they were talking really loud. I mean, everyone in that block heard the situation, but what was funny is they were, she was meeting her American boyfriend in Ecuador so they could have a vacation before going back to America where they were going to get married. And I thought that is really a trip. Like out of all of the places on the whole planet that they could have gone on a vacation not only were they here in Ecuador, they were here right where I was at that moment. It was so strange. The whole scenario, like the universe conspired, all these factors had to come together. You know, like this man and his wife happened to be walking down the beach. Well, well, he used to live in LA. He used to live in Hollywood, this guy, but he's, but he's Ecuadorian and now he lives here. I mean, most people I meet that live, um, that have lived in the U S have lived in like Jersey or New York. You know, I very rarely have met anyone from Ecuador who's lived in the United States that said, Oh yeah, I lived in Los Angeles for a while. You know, and in, in more rare is it someone that, that would say, Oh, I lived in San Francisco. So it was very, you know, so is usually people say, Oh yeah, I lived. One guy told me he lived in California and he said, he lived in like San Bernardino or someplace like somewhere in the inland empire. And I thought that's a really weird choice, you know, and it's a weird choice. And people say, yeah, I lived in New Jersey. I'm like, why did you live in New Jersey? Like out of all of the places in the East coast, I've never heard anyone say Connecticut, you know, I've never heard anyone say, Oh, I used to live in Wisconsin. You know, I always hear people say Jersey, New York, Um, or Florida, Florida is another huge one. Most of the people, oh yeah, I lived in Florida, you know, so, you know, now it's weird. Another weird thing is, um, that I've been thinking about is I want to move to Manta, which is a big, huge port city. And I was telling my friend about it and he says he wanted to come 
and I said, it's going to be really, um, you know, cool. You know, hopefully when I live there, then you'll come and visit me. <clears throat> and I was thinking about the logistics of him getting there. And, um, they just opened up just this month. You can fly from Los Angeles to Monta or from Monta to Los Angeles. And this is the first time that has ever happened in the history of Monta. They have an airport there, but it's an airport that is only serviced between, um, Quito and Monta. And then the other, and that's three hours North. If you have a car, it's eight hours North. If you're on a bus, because they have all these stops to make, you know, so it's really logistically where I live right now. It's hard to get there. You know, and there is in, 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 for me to fly to Monta, I'd have to go on a bus for four hours to get to the nearest airport to fly over there in like, you know, 30 or 40 minutes. And so it, like, it's just, it's impractical except to, um, hire a private driver, which is very expensive. It's like hundreds of dollars or to, um, you know, take a bus, which is like eight or nine dollars but it takes eight hours. It's like a dollar an hour. And, um, it takes like 12 hours to get to keto. It could cost $12. It's literally a dollar an hour to take a bus anywhere. And they're luxury, beautiful buses. And you, you see, um, movies, you know, in Spanish, they're always bootlegged pirated movies, but, um, but they're always really good movies. Some of them are crappy, weird action, violent movies. And some of them are, some of the bus, you know, when it's the people that are riding or driving the bus, they bring the movies that they bootleg from home. It's really hilarious. But, um, some of them are like, you know, people are in a basement trying to get away from the alligators after a hurricane or a flood, you know, those kind of, you know, my life is in jeopardy and nature is attacking me kind of movies. It's kind of like, what the hell, you know, but then there's one, the old man in the sea was a interesting movie. I saw, but I'm seeing them all in Spanish. I've seen so many great blockbuster movies, but in Spanish and for free on these buses. But, um, so it's like funny that, uh, my friend contacted me, um, like four or five days ago. And he said, okay, you know, you told me it was going to happen and guess what? And he sent me the link. He said, check it out. It's, uh, I think he said it was $300 one way from Los Angeles to Monta. <laughs> it's like so cheap. It's like, shit, it's so easy to get here. And I'm thinking all of the, just all the things in the universe. Like when I'm thinking about moving to Monta, I'm thinking it's good because I could take a three hour bus to Quito and fly to anywhere, you know, in, you know, like Florida. And now I can fly directly from Monta to LA, which is instead of going from, you know, Monta to Quito, to Quito, to Florida, to Florida, to Texas, or one of the other hubs like, um, Vegas, and then to LA and then to San Francisco, instead of doing all of that crap, I just go from Monta to LA and LA to San Francisco to see my kids. And that's it. Or Oakland, whatever airports more convenient. I'll have to figure out when I go visit them someday. But so I was like, this is cool. Like I was just telling my, my kid, I'm like, yeah, guess what? I can go to LA directly. Now you guys can come visit me. Cause when they both, when both my kids went back, it took them 24 hours to get to California. I, I dropped them off in, in Guayaquil, 
which is four hours from where I live right now. And, um, actually with, yeah, with my son, I didn't, I, I took him to the bus in Cuenca. He took an eight hour bus to Guayaquil and then, and then, um, he stayed there for a couple weeks because it was pandemic quarantine. We couldn't even have Christmas together. Really sucked. We were so sad. It was like, oh, it was heart wrenching. And it was, um, because he was stressed and we were having fights and this guy stole his phone like the day before. And I'm like, Oh my God, I had to go buy him a brand new phone. It was like extra $300 out of nowhere. It was like crazy, like all this crap. But that phone ended up being a really good phone with an excellent 16 megabyte camera. And my son went all over, um, San Francisco taking the most amazing pictures and sending them to me. Um, and it was nice because once he got settled there a little bit more, it was more of a bonding experience that we had gotten that phone. So it was good because the old phone had kind of a crappy camera on it. So, but, um, it was all like really crazy. Um, the way that everything in the universe conspires in your favor, you know, if you really stop and think about it, you know, when, but when my kid, when both of my kids went back, they had to fly to Florida. They had to have a stopover in, um, either Texas or Colorado or Vegas. And then they had to go to Los Angeles and then Los Angeles to, um, San Francisco and or Oakland. And my, in fact, I sent them both to Oakland cause it was a smaller airport and my ex-boyfriend at least met my daughter so that, um, he could drive her to where she needed to go. And they kind of, you know, he kind of helped her refused to help my son. He just, he became kind of a nuisance after that. I'm like, just help me. You know, this is a guy that when I left the U S in the first place, he was my boyfriend and I broke up because we were moving. That was the only reason. And anyway, he, um, went around telling everyone that we were his family and I was his wife and those were his kids, you know? And I'm like, come on, you can't help them a couple years later. Like, you know, for one, give them one ride. Well, I drive Uber. I'm like, yeah, you're used to driving people. Take, yeah, I was like, what a putz. But anyway, but um, anyway, but it, it's weird that it took so long and now it's going to be so much easier. But my friend did say there's a stopover in Bogota. And I'm like, oh, Lord, if I go from Monta to Bogota, I don't know if I'll ever leave Bogota because I love Colombia so much. And I do have a lot of friends there. And man, I might have to just fly to Bogota and then fly to LA, but it's better than it was before. I'm like, man, just the logistics for me, where I am now to get to Quito, it's 12 hours to Quito. And then, um, I have to take a $40 shuttle to the airport, which also takes like two or three hours to get across the city of Quito. It's a massive city. And then, um, and then, yeah, then from there it would have to have been Florida and then LA. And then, and when my daughter went, she had wine with me and she had been acting kind of drunk, I guess on the plane and they arrested her in Florida and they said, okay, we're going to let you go ahead in LA, but you have to sleep it off. And they made her stay in Los Angeles in the airport for 24 extra hours. So it took her 48 hours to get to Oakland. And I'm like, Oh my God, your first act as an adult on your own in the United States is to be arrested for 24 hours. 
She said, yeah, you know, coming in hot. <laughs> I'm like, woo. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's just, all right. There it is. <laughs> but, yeah, it was crazy, crazy stuff. But um, anyway, I've been talking to her every day for weeks, and it's been really awesome. And she finally heard from my son, and at least we know he's okay. And, you know, just life over there in the Bay Area is hard. And I keep hearing these stories, and it's like, uh So it's just one of those things. But I'm grateful now that at least I've got that that flight and right in time for when I do move there, I will have an easier way to get to my kids. And, um, if there was an emergency or something happened, so it's just the light, the way that life is. And what's funny too, is I've been wanting to move there for a couple years. And this, um, director whose family lives in Ecuador, they live in the same city in Monta. So, um, when you say this prayer, it does pull the miracles to you faster. And, um, you know, I've said this prayer several times now that I've reminded myself of it by telling you guys about it. I think I may actually have to say a few more just to see what happens. You know, I've been playing around with some ideas and I've been using the law of assumption in a few different ways. And a couple things, um, have started to happen. Things that I've assumed I've assumed into my life. And it's more than just acting as if something has happened. It's the feeling, the emotions, the gratitude, as if it's already done. And you could even go farther than that and think, wow, 10 years ago, I never thought that was going to happen. And now it's happened. It happened 10 years ago. And I've just been used to it since then. You know, so like instead of saying, um, your, uh, grateful that now that you're, you're moving into your brand new apartment this week, you're like 10 years down the line. You're like, I can't believe I've already lived in this beautiful mansion for 10 years with the love of my life. How lucky I feel that that has been a wonderful 10 years. And I've made a lot of good friends and, and it's been wonderful here. That's what I mean. When, when it's like, you're assuming that it's already happened. You're 10 years in the future, looking back to this time where you're like, I didn't even think it was possible. And then I did this special magical prayer and I used the law of assumption and here I am. That was easy. Wow. It was so easy. It's easy for me. It's easy for you. It's easy for everybody who does it and does it right. And, uh, there you have it. If you want to hear Elmer O. Locker Jr. on YouTube, um, that's who I heard say the magical prayer. I think Jake Ducey also talks about it. And since then, I think I've seen two or three other people talking about the magical prayer and that's what it's called the magical prayer. So I thought that was kind of strange. Um, I never heard about it ever. And all of a sudden I saw it once and then I saw it a few more times and well, that's just how the universe works. So that data overload, <laughs> just like when you notice 11, 11, the very first time, huh, isn't that funny? Next thing you know, you see it every day for the rest of your damn life. Apparently <laughs> practically. So, okay. Um, Numbers I saw today, by the way, I, I saw 1133. I did see 1111. I saw 
uh, I think it was 122. Yesterday I saw 111 and 222. And I saw 333 this week. So those are angel numbers for those of you. If, if you're keeping track and these numbers came up for you, those are the numbers that came up for me. So if I'm saying them, that's another time it's coming up for you at this point. Um, 444 did come up. Oh, 44 came up. That was funny because I, um, I was having problems with my computer. It took me two hours to get back to being able to do the show tonight. I was going to, I would have had this done already two hours ago. <laughs> completely. But, um, my computer suddenly wasn't working. Um, the computer itself works, you know, thank you God for that. But the internet was working. It said it was working. I tried to change to fix the adapter and it wasn't responding. And I was like, Oh my God, I have to shut off the computer, turn it back on. I had to re log into everything and all of my, um, not my bookmarks, but all of the pages I had up, the history completely erased. And I'm like, oh my God, I had like 35 tabs open. I'm like, oh my God. Out of the 35, I'd have to say seven of them were very important and the rest not so much. And, and I pretty much know what the important ones were, but God, what a pain in the ass. No. <laughs> ah, man. But I had, I had gotten all of the uh, pages up to do the show tonight and I, and I opened one more tab and that was the tab that broke the proverbial straw camel's back. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying it was a straw camel just collapsed. I had to start the whole thing over. Oh my God. It took me, I was so frustrated. It took me two hours of just being kind of pissed off <laughs> that this happened. And then another two hours. Cause then I decided to watch another episode of Virgin river and, um, also, I had to have a couple of quesadillas because, you know, hey, quesadillas. I was thinking how funny it is um, when sometimes, you know, you meet someone and they're trying to chat you up and try to ask you out on a date and they'll say things like, um, what makes you happy? You know, because I would like to always make you happy kind of is the implication, you know, trying to, well, I'm a big man and I can make you happy. So tell me what makes you happy, you know, and I, I get these weird conversations happening once in a while on Instagram. It's like, dude, this is not a dating site. I'm not even on dating sites. It's like crazy. But I, I was thinking tonight as I'm eating my quesadilla, if someone asks me that, I'm going to say cheese. Cheese makes me happy. I think it's cheese. There's, you know, cheese, glorious cheese. <laughs> I was just thinking that would be really funny. Someone asked me the other day where I'm from. I'm like, I'm from um, heaven. <laughs> I'm an angel. I'm from heaven. <laughs> I mean, he was just like, oh, well, I'm from Mars. Oh, wait, I said Mars. I meant Venus. I'm from Venus. I'm like, I wasn't even joking. I was like literally saying the truth. <laughs> it was... <laughs> Uh, some people just don't get me <laughs> anyway. Um, here we go. Space weather news guys, spaceweather.com. This is news and information about the sun and earth environment. What's up in space today? Well, I got to tell you, first of all, the good news is SDO is back. The data has been restored from NASA's solar dynamics observatory. Everything's available again. Thank God the technicians were able to repair the broken fiber optic link and the greater than two day outage missed the emergence of three new sunspots 
and a spectacular eruption of a very large prominence. Retrospective movies may be possible as missing data are now backfilled. Thank God. So it looks like if you want to see it, um, they've got links here on spaceweather.com. Um, the current solar wind speed is 368.5 kilometers per second. And it says the uh, sunspots have relatively stable magnetic fields right now. They do pose very little threat for the strong solar flares. We're on sunspot number ooh, 69. Ugh. All right, we're not going to say any jokes about that. Mm. All right, so there's uh, five, it looks like five sunspots that are stable uh, with stable magnetic fields right now. This really cool uh, blue jet lightning sighted over Texas article is still there. That's a wild picture if you want to check it out. I love it. It's so, so beautiful. All right, so the cosmic radiation right now is elevated. It's gone up by 0.9% in the past 48 hours. And we're now at 3.1% of the space age average. And that's information coming from Finland, from Ulu's Sodenkaila Geophysical Observatory there at the University of Ulu. And thank you for you wonderful people in Finland. The Finnish people love the show. I am climbing in the ranks over there. So thank you guys for listening. All right. Uh, there is a solar wind flowing from the equatorial coronal hole in the sun, and it should be reaching earth on August 8th and 9th. I'm looking and it's 2:22 AM my time right now. <laughs> Two, two, two. I used to watch a TV show called Room 222 about a uh, professor at a university and his students were, um, they were learning about, I should look this up. Honestly, I might have to look this up. They were learning about um, uh, experiments with the mind. I think sometimes they took hallucinogenics. They, they took, um, ESP uh, classes and lessons in, in, you know, using their powers or human superpowers. I mean, it's our superhuman superpowers. Anyway, you guys know what I mean. The city is basically, I thought that was really, really strange, 222. And I talk about this stuff on the, on the show all the time. It's just really strange. I got that memory of what the show is about, finally. I, I used to think room 222, what was that about? It was something about a classroom. I just remembered like, oh wait, yeah, it was like really bizarre stuff that they were learning at this university, you know, um, supernatural phenomena. Do, 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 phenomena, do, 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 do. <laughs> All right, so um, NASA's All Sky Cameras and the All Sky Fireball Network scans the skies above the United States for meteoritic fireballs. And today they had 38 fireballs uh, reported over the United States and 22 there's an angel number for you boom 2-2 again we're sporadic and here's another one boom 11 Perseids both 22 and 11 and also 33 for some of you also point to twin flame relationships and coming together with your twin so if you're in the twin flame journey that's a special secret message for you 
Anyway, so 11 were Perseids, 3 were Southern Delta Aquarids, and 2 were Alpha Capricornids. Now, uh, Schumann Resonance News is coming out of Italy, DisclosureNews.it. They said the big burst today was 37 hertz frequency. And that's it. Uh, we don't have any news from heartmath.org, the HeartMath Institute. Their Schumann Residence News, unfortunately, is not available at this time. Hopefully, we will have better luck on Monday. So, sorry, this data is temporarily unavailable. All right, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will be doing the Earth Changes Report and the weekly Weird World News right after this. guys so we're gonna hop right into it starting with the earth changes report we go to watchers.news they have a pretty comprehensive you know, more or less or comprehensive ish list for us about what's going on in the world and what happens um when we start to become aware of of what other people are going through as a result of the earth changes is that we start to become compassionate. And when we become compassionate, we send positive vibes, good energy. We say prayers and we start to realize that we are just one big human family and we can put our differences aside and wish people the best, even if we don't know them, even if we're never going to meet them, we are realizing that, you know, like us, they've got kids, they've got problems, they've got spouses and grandparents, and you know what, they're just like us. So um, we go through the Earth Changers Report to kind of monitor see what's going on a little bit with the apocalypse armageddon and the ascension Uh, when we give love and compassion to others and we feel our unity with others we raise our consciousness to that of christ consciousness and unity consciousness and when we do that um, we do get closer to the ascension part of this journey Um, Armageddon is the ending of one world, beginning of uh, a new world and beginning to begin a new world is to start the process of ascension into the fifth dimension. And of course the apocalypse is the first part of the, the triad. And, uh, that just means the lifting or renting of the veil so that we can start to see things we didn't see before. It's not us against the world. It's us and the rest of the world. And we're all together. You know, we're on this big blue marble hurling through space and just trying to make it, trying to survive um, in this grand 
design experiment called planet earth so here we go um the watchers at watchers.news is watching the world evolve and transform so let's see how the world has evolved and transformed this past week we're going to start with kind of a sad story so we got to exercise our muscles of compassion <laughs> our emotional compassionate muscles right away so here we go uh starting with last saturday moving forward till today so last week um there were severe flash floods in iran with mudslides and they left at least 80 people dead Heavy rains affecting Iran over the past eight days caused severe flash floods and mudslides in which at least 53 people lost their lives, including those killed in a mudslide that hit the capital of Tehran on the 28th of July. So let's send uh, sunshine um, to Iran. Imagine that the sun is shining and the floodwaters are residing and evaporating. and we can imagine that the people are able to clear out the mudslides and kind of get their lives back to normal and let's say prayers and send love and light to the people who have died and the people who were left behind that have to say goodbye to their dead as a result of the earth changes so let's send them love and light for the grace of god go i and Uh, let's move on. Um, in Indonesia, the Raung volcano alert was lev- level was raised to two. It was one and then raised to two on the 29th of July. The decision was based on the results of seismic monitoring and unstable conditions at the crater. And the last time that this volcanic eruption uh, from this volcano uh, took place was in 2021 so maybe it's getting ready to pop off again we don't know just really keep an eye on it say a quick prayer for the people of indonesia that they're wearing their face masks or at least have them handy in the event that the ash is flying everywhere because breathing that crap in i know firsthand that just sucks all right um a powerful earthquake swarm near fagradalsial Volcano, the aviation color code is raised to yellow in Iceland. So, I believe it was like red, I think last season. So, it came back down and now it's just been raised up to yellow. So, all right, you know, it's you know, people are used to it. I don't think that people uh live too close to it. Let's just send a love and light to people in Iceland because they may want to go check it out and we don't want anyone to get hurt. So, we'll send prayers to anyone visiting Iceland and the Icelandic people as well. We're sending you guys love and light over there. Maybe a little sunshine cuz it is Iceland. Maybe you're cold, I don't know. Of course we want to keep the ice cuz it's beautiful. It's a land of fire and ice. So anyway, a powerful earthquake swarm at started at Krisuvik volcano northeast of Fagradalsfjall. and a short distance north of Fagradalsraun lava field I don't think I said that right please forgive me for that that happened on the 30th of July 2022 at a depth of 5 to 7 kilometers or 3 to 4 miles as a result the Icelandic meteorological office or the 
IMO, raised the aviation color code for the volcano to yellow. And for this one too, the last eruption did take place in 2021. So it looks like we're, we're starting to get some, uh, some volcanoes are getting ready to, uh, pop off again, which is good because you know, last week, what did we have like 18 or 17 volcanoes only? It wasn't very much. Normally, you know, in the world, it's 20 to 21 volcanoes is normal. You know, anything below that is abnormally quiet. Anything above that is starting to get more, I guess, alarming, volcanic alarming. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, yeah, okay. At least 22 people are dead. Many missing after rivers burst the banks in Uganda's Mbale district, M-B-A-L-E, Mbali, Mbale. I don't know. I, I know I'm saying it wrong. I'm sorry. I don't speak Ugandan. That at least 20 people have died and many remain missing after severe floods have hit Uganda's Mbale district over the weekend. Let's send love and light, sunshine to Uganda. And also let's send um, prayers and angels of comfort to those who lost their lives, not only in Iran, but also now in Uganda and send prayers and love and light and angels to the people who have to bury their dead. And now they're missing their loved ones. God bless them all. More than 5,500 earthquakes have hit again in Iceland near Fagrasvalf. Y'all, I can't say this word. You know where I mean that volcano in 48 hours. So just a few days later, they had 5,500 earthquakes. Oh my gosh. East and west of Fagradalsjall volcano in the Reykjanes Peninsula in Iceland. And this happened um, since around 9 UTC time on the 30th of July, 2022. But in spite of all these earthquakes, the aviation color code did remain at yellow series of eruptions at Anak Krakatoa, Krakatoa. Holy shit. Ooh, that, that one is known for, there is a really eerie picture of this. If you want to go to watchers.news, oh my God, it looks like there is a being of fire coming out of the top of the volcano. And then in the smoke, there's two people climbing out of this. It's like, it's the smoke shaped like two people climbing out of the volcano. And then I don't know, there's another shape beyond that. It almost looks like angel wings, but not quite. Yeah, actually, no. Okay. Yeah, it does. Looks like a winged being of some sort. Anyway, this is a very interesting picture. If you want to analyze it, if you guys (laughs) Like me, if you've taken enough acid in your life, you start to see faces and beings and everything. It's really a trip. I don't know if these are the beings of fire. Maybe they're jinn. I don't know. It's very interesting. Anyway, volcanic activity at Anak Krakatoa. Krakatoa. I never say this one right either. Increased on the 2nd of August with the first of several eruptions starting at 849 UTC time. It had maximum amplitude of 33 mm. I don't know what mm means. 
But 33, oh my gosh, there's an angel number for you. And it lasted 32 seconds, ejecting ash up to 1.5 kilometers, which is 4,900 feet above the peak. The aviation color code there remains at orange. So I don't know what to do about that. I mean, when Krakatoa goes off, the people are pretty well, well aware of this volcano. So let's say a prayer that the people in Indonesia are, you know, that they have masks. Same thing with Iceland, you know, that the people are taking care of their lung health because breathing that stuff in is just so yuck. Um, Increased seismicity under, here's another one, Grimsvotan volcano in the aviation color code was raised to yellow. Ooh, I just looked. It was 11.33 on the timer. By the way, the first half of the show, I ended it exactly at 44 minutes and 44 seconds. Oh, my gosh. So many angel numbers in this episode, and I did go a little bit overboard adding the sound effects this time. Yeah, just because it's weird Friday. Why not? (laughs) So, anyway, increased seismicity was detected under Grimsvotan volcano in southwest Iceland on the 2nd of August, forcing the Icelandic Meteorological Office, IMO, to raise the aviation color code for the volcano to yellow. Did we not say it was already... Oh, wait, this is a different volcano. So that was, so this is now the third volcano in Iceland with yellow aviation color code in effect after Askja and Krusuvik. The last eruption of the volcano took place in 2011. It's been 11 years, 11. That's a twin flame number, also an angel number. Just keep that in mind. I, I was aware of 1111 earlier today, I saw it. All right. And here now, another increased likelihood of eruption near Vagradalsjall in Iceland. An intense earthquake swarm that started in the Krusuvik Trolladingia <sighs> volcanic system on the 30th of July continues and according to the latest analysis by the Icelandic Meteorological Office IMO the chances of eruption in the area around Fagradalsjall in the coming days or weeks have increased and are considered to be significant drought and heat drive European electricity prices to all-time highs. Yeah, the other day I did hear it was like 106 degrees. Maybe I reported it last week in uh, the UK. You guys are... If you're in a very hot place, you've got to take precautions, guys. I mean, sun tea. You get a giant sun tea jar. You, you put in a bunch of um, packets of tea. got to look it up online to see the exact recipe and fill it up with uh, ice cold fresh water early in the morning, put in the sun, let it sit at least eight hours in the sun. The sun will make your tea for you. You get that beautiful sun energy and you drink that. Ooh, it just gives you, it's like a high vibrational energy. It's very good, very positive. If you don't uh, drink caffeine, you know, it works really well with mint tea. It's so refreshing on a hot day. Um, One of my secret tricks for super, super hot days is you get uh, washcloths and you get them wet and you put them in the freezer. And uh, I don't know why that always 
thrilled my kids. We always <laughs> felt so good. Like we, we each had our frozen washcloths and it was weird because they're hard and you can hit them against the counter. <laughs> we also would get, uh, elect, um, uh, licorice and we would put the licorice in the freezer. And that was also fun. You slam that against the counter, it busts like glass. And that was always a fun science experiment, but I, I put everything in the freezer, man. I put uh, Fritos or Cheetos or <laughs> potato chips. I put everything that's crunchy. I put it in the freezer because the fat in the chips, it, get, it gets very cold. And my kids love that. You know, I taught them that. And, and even now as adults, they're like, yeah, I put my chips in the freezer still. <laughs> Especially when it's hot. I don't know. It just makes it the chips a little bit more refreshing somehow. But uh, you have to make sure you keep them in a in a bag that's sealed. Otherwise, they get a little soggy, you know, because of the moisture in the freezer, at least in mine here. But <laughs> I have kind of an older model, I think. But, um, yeah, it, when it gets so hot, you got to just have a spray bottle. You could put some uh, maybe a, a drop of mint, like spearmint even, um, in of essential oil in a little uh, teaspoon of vodka or whiskey just to kind of swirl it around and put it in a little spray, like a misting spray bottle. Fill the rest up with like club soda or um, even just like normal water, uh, distilled water, not tap water. And keep it in the refrigerator because then it's nice and cold and just spray it on your face anytime you think about it. And it does, it will keep you cooler. And it also will set your makeup, ladies, if you are in the makeup way and men if you wear makeup even if you just wear eyeliner guy liner they call it um yeah it actually will help you set your makeup but it might help it run if you don't have waterproof mascara just be aware of that but I used to do this all the time mist mist my face when I used to wear makeup every day I don't anymore I wear makeup I don't know once every three or four months. (laughs) Maybe it's why I look so young. Honestly, I just, you know, take better care of my skin than I did when I was younger. Anyway, um, so here we go. Drought and heat have pushed European benchmark electricity prices to all-time highs on the 2nd of August. As a result, countries are relying even more on Russian gas to meet increased power demand instead of storing it for the coming winter season as recently agreed in Brussels. That just, oh, you guys, let's just say prayers for everybody in Europe going through this heat wave. Let's in probably in the North America hemisphere in general, it's pretty hot up there. I'm cold. I'm sitting here in a, in a uh, sweater, a, a little brown sweater with llamas on it, like something the dude would wear in the great Lebowski. <laughs> So, all right, um, and here we go again with the super hard one to pronounce. <laughs> a new eruption has started near Fagradovsjall in Reykjanes Peninsula in Iceland. A new eruption has started there, and this is in the Krusuvik Trolladingia volcanic system in the Reykjanes Peninsula around 1340 UTC time on the 3rd of August. More than 500 people have been killed. Holy shit. Wow. That's a lot. Uh, More than 500 people have been killed. Thousands of homes destroyed as record-breaking rains hit Pakistan. 
Holy moly. Since the monsoon rains started in mid-June, heavy rains and ensuing flooding have killed at least 502 people and destroyed thousands of houses throughout Pakistan. Shit. I had a friend uh, from Pakistan write me today and he said, this is our wet season and everybody is wet all the time. We're all wet. He says, our feet smell, our armpits smell. We're always sweaty. Everybody smells is the most worst part of the year for us. And I hate it. (laughs) I'm like, I'm so sorry. That really sucks. And no, I'm not going to your country to visit. Not at this time. Anyway, it just sucks so bad. And, uh, He's just like, everybody is wet. We're always wet. Our clothes are wet. I hate being here right now, you know? Oh, God, I'm so sad for him. So let's just send lots and lots of love and sunshine energy and fresh air energy, maybe deodorant energy to the people of Pakistan. And let's say, um, in all seriousness, let's send love and light and prayers to the 502 people that were killed, send love and light and comforting angels to the relatives left behind that, um, had to bury their dead and say goodbye to their loved ones this week. So God bless all of them. All right. Uh, four people have been killed and more in 100 structures that have been destroyed in the McKinney fire in California. This is California's largest and deadliest fire of the season. Uh, so four people have been killed in more than 100 structures. I've already said that. Um, this is the McKinney fire in Siskiyou County, Klamath's National, in the Klamath National Forest in Northern California. This is rapidly spreading into the state's largest fire of the season. Oh God, the fire season. My, my daughter said to me, I can't even keep up with the news, mom. There's so many fires. I don't even know. Maybe there's no fires anymore. I don't even know. So I have to tell her, yeah, unfortunately there's a fire still going up there in Siskiyou. Siskiyou County is freaking gorgeous. It's like very high mountains, lots of forest. It's just beautiful. Well, uh, Klamath, Klamath. They have a blue green algae in Klamath that, um, you could buy and it's supposedly very good for your health. My husband ordered it before we met and he told me he ended up in the hospital. Um, it hurt his stomach so bad. It had some kind of bacteria or something in it that did not agree with him. It didn't, wasn't something that hurt other people, but it was something that really hurt him. He's like, man, I thought I was going to die. He started feeling weird and dizzy and he passed out and his stomach hurt. He's like, fuck. He's like, screw algae. Never going to take the Klamath algae again. But other people swear by it. I, cause I'm, I'm like, Oh, this is so healthy. We should do this. He's like, no, we shouldn't. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Klamath. God, that whole area is just beautiful. Whew. It's like you drive through it and you just, you're kind of holding your breath cause you just, you're in so much awe. Like, I can't believe God created such a beautiful place and it's such a shame it's getting destroyed. I guess let's send the energy of rainfall to Northern California to help put out the fire and let's send love and light to the four people that were killed and surround their loved ones with love and light and angels as they bury their dead and say goodbye to their loved ones this week. God bless them and 
Ugh, it's so hard. All right. This is the last report of the night. So not a whole lot. Uh, you know, just a little bit over one page. Uh, when we first started this report, um, four years ago, it was like four and a half pages every night to get through. So, Hey, you know what? We're doing a little bit better now. Canada has set a new record for the largest recorded hailstone. Ah, well, good for you, Canada. That's, that's crazy. And it's shaped like Texas, weirdly enough. (laughs) We're starting the weird news early, apparently. Uh, wow. All right. So anyway, a giant hailstone was found near Markerville in Alberta. Oh, well, Alberta They've been in the news, haven't they? <laughs> the last few days when we were able to get the Schumann resonance frequencies, they've been the winner, winner, chicken dinner in all the high, high, high. I mean, weren't, weren't they at like 450 hertz frequency? So there's some weird supernatural shit going on over in Alberta, Canada. They set a new record on August 1st, 2022 for the largest recorded hailstone in Canada. All right, so that's it for the Earth Changes Report. And now we get our beautiful reward in the uh, way of weird news that we like to bring to you weekly. And I, But there was a news story I was going to look up and talk about, maybe read the article for you guys, or bits and pieces of it, little snippets and clips. Um, before we get into the weird news, because two black holes have collided and it sent a reverberation throughout the universe. Okay. So I found this article on sciencenews.org. Two black holes merged despite being born far apart in space. Two black holes found each other late in life before colliding. Sounds like me and my twin flame. (laughs) I mean, this is really, really intense. Um, So here we go. This is uh, James R. Riordan wrote this, um, published it at seven o'clock in the morning. Well, good for you for being up so early, Mr. Riordan. Signals buried deep in data from gravitational wave observatories imply a collision of two black holes that were clearly born in different places. Almost all the space-time ripples that experiments like the laser interferometer, that it just sounds so made up, the laser interferometer, Gravitational Wave Observatory, otherwise known as LIGO, not to be confused with when you mix a lion with a tiger to make a liger, uh, can see come from collisions among black holes and neutron stars that are probably close family members. But they were once pairs of stars born at the same time in the same place, eventually collapsing to form orbiting black holes or neutron stars in old age. But now... A newly noted marriage of black holes. Like I said, me and my twin flame. Okay, I'm not calling her us twin. I'm not. We're twin flames. We're not black holes. <laughs> um, so many jokes. So many. So little time. Uh, anyway, the so so they were found to be existing 
in data discovered or uncovered from the U.S. based LIGO and the sister observatory in Virgo in Italy. Oh my gosh, Virgo, uh, just like me, Virgo. Anyway, seems to be, and this is, we're coming up on Virgo season in a couple weeks. Anyway, it seems to be of an unrelated pair. Anyway, um, so the evidence for this stems from how they were spinning as they merged into one. And so usually their spins will be in alignment, like a pair of toy tops spinning on a table, and then they orbit towards each other. But the pair in this case have no correlation between the respective spins and orbits, implying that they were born in different places. So... You know, it's just like two people running on the beach with their arms wide open at each other. I'm just kidding. I I don't know how the black holes got together, but they saw each other from across a crowded galaxy, I suppose. (laughs) It's kind of romantic and and, and terrifying all at once, isn't it? Again, like like a twin flame relationship. (laughs) Anyway, this is telling us that we finally found a pair of black holes that come from the non grow old and die together channel <laughs> according to Seth Olson who is a physicist at Princeton University so anyway if you want to read the rest of the article I'm not going to read the whole thing um, it's very very interesting but they did say something earlier um, there was a different article about it it literally sent ripples throughout the universe in the space-time continuum was disrupted a little bit. So I thought that was odd, and I wanted to mention it. I don't know about you guys, but um, I have been feeling really weird. I feel like a lot... um, I don't know how to say it. A lot of uh, weird things have happened. Like I'm hopping timelines... Things are happening in my apartment I have no memory of. Like a few minutes later, something will, you know, like I told you um, about a week ago, my um, my computer just opened up its own screen. I wasn't anywhere near it. My cat wasn't anywhere near it. It just opened up its own screen and went to a, um, it went to a website that I need to sell my screenplay. And I haven't been on that website in years and it just blew my mind. I'm like, oh shit, I'm going to have to do that. Just like these pennies randomly showing up in my house. Well, I have been scripting for more money. So all these weird money related things have happened to me in the past week. I'm telling you guys, (laughs) the law of attraction, yes, it can work if you work it. But the law of assumption is a lot more intense, more, (laughs) much more effective. So... You know, I'm trying to see if there's anything. See, in March they said these black holes are getting ready to collide, and suddenly they did. So I don't know. Um, maybe they will have more information for us uh, by next week. All right. So for tonight's episode, we're going to go to coastcoastam.com. This is a website that was originally started by Art Bell. George Nuri has taken over the show. Um, when Art went into retirement, Art came back out of retirement for a while and he had another show on, uh, on the internet. He did like a podcast and I was a writer. I actually wrote some of these headlines for Art Bell back in the day and God rest his soul. And then he, uh, he 
went back into retirement. And so I was no longer writing for him. And then he came back out of retirement very short for a very short time. And then he passed away accidentally overdosing. He took a couple pills and was in pain. I guess he fell asleep, woke up and man, I've got to take pills. And he had not forgotten. He just forgot he took them and well, accidentally OD'd and he died that way. Very sad indeed. God bless you, Art Bell. Um, all right. So we're just going to talk about the headlines over the past week. And then we could go, if we, if we have more time, we could maybe look up other headlines, but here we go. Starting with the 31st of July on through now. Uh, these are the just, I'm not going to read the, the articles, just the headlines. <clears throat> Maybe we could say something funny about it, but, um, here we go. Uh, live science, uh, says, uh, never seen anything like it. Impeccably preserved Jurassic fish fossils were found on a UK farm. Oh, that's interesting. The fossil, which researchers found embedded in hardened limestone nodule poking out of the clay was exceptionally well-preserved and contained soft tissues, including scales and an eye. Ooh. And in the past is watching us and we're watching it. <laughs> that is really strange. A Jurassic fish in the UK. Very, very interesting. All right. Next uh, we go to ancient origins. Egyptian mummy's head was discovered in an English attic. Attic, yeah, A T T I C. An English attic, and it was scanned. Why is that? That word sounds really weird to me right now. Attic. I know what an attic is, but it just sounds weird to me right now. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'm just very tired. A detailed CT scan, CAT scan, has revealed a volume of new data about the individual before she died. Ooh, that's interesting. This is under the In the News section of Coast to Coast to AM. In case you guys wanted to go check that out. That's according to Ancient Origins, if you want to go check out the Egyptian mummy's head. You know what? Actually, I, I heard um, Jorge Heathen, I think is the... Uh, little the name of the account on um instagram and this guy seems to come out of nowhere i never heard heard of him and all of a sudden he was in my feed and my friend had told me about him so i started following him and they recently it was discovered um buried under benjamin franklin's house in london more than what 1100 skeletons now, this was not mass murder. He was not a serial killer, but even two of them were children under six years old. Really creepy stuff. Bones. What? But back then, no one knew anything about human anatomy, and the only way to learn was to dig up corpses and be a grave robber, and you take the body back to your secret laboratory underground lair, and you start to study it. And that's how we got what the information that we have about the human body at all. And it's from the early scientists slash grave robbers. <laughs> Pretty freaking creepy. 
But uh, yeah, so Benjamin Franklin, uh, they say that they think it was from his roommate. (laughs) It's really weird for me to think of Benjamin Franklin, the famous guy who literally you know, discovered electricity and how to use it. I mean, we're, you guys are listening to me right now and surrounded by electricity because of this guy. And it's just bizarre to think of him having a roommate. Uh, Oh, and also like 1100 dead people in his basement. (laughs) That also is just totally weird. (laughs) According to Aeon, death is a trip. Speaking of corpses, how new research links near death and DMT experiences. Yeah, it is. I've had five near death experiences. It is a trip for sure. A groundbreaking series of studies may offer hints at what the stage between clinical death and brain death actually feels like. Uh, Speaking of weird, there's a possum outside hissing in the neighbor's yard. I don't know if you guys could hear it. It's such a, it's not a normal sounding hiss. It's not like a snake or a monitor lizard or a cat. I've heard those kind of animals hiss. And no, this is something completely different. I was out in the desert in Arizona with my husband. We're driving through the desert once and he, um, and he said, do you have to go to the bathroom? Cause there's like nothing near here, but there's some bushes up there. I'm like, yes, I do. I've got to pee. And so I went and I went behind these bushes and, and right then two cars drove by. I'm like, damn it. So I had to go behind the bushes and I'm waiting. And then I'm like, finally was like, okay, no cars coming. You know, no one's going to see me. I squat down. And that's when I heard a monitor lizard hiss. I'm like, oh my God. If this fucking thing bites me in the ass, like I, like literally my ass would fall off. (laughs) There's so much horrible bacteria in their mouths. If they bite your leg, you get, you get your leg amputated or you die. And I'm like, fucking hell, man. (laughs) I just needed to pee. And I'm over here peeing in this, in this monitor lizard's backyard. And I'm like, ah, I felt so guilty. Like, I just got to pee, man. Don't fucking bite me in the ass. I was really scared. I was terrified I was going to lose my ass, literally. <laughs> I don't know what made me think about that, but it's just like animals that hiss, you know, and then this hissing in the background. Hopefully you guys get to hear it at some point. It's kind of a creepy sound, but possums are strange and mystical and cute all at once. They're so ugly. They're cute. <laughs> All right, so let's go to the next one. Unexplained Mysteries is where you find the next article. A Russian space laser could blind spy satellites. Ooh, interesting. If the Russian government is able to build the laser... Oh, they haven't built it yet. Well, thank God. A few years out from this kind of danger, I suppose. It would be capable of shielding a large part of the country from the view of satellites with optical sensors. Interesting. Gives me an idea that what if I get a pen laser and and shine it towards the camera on my computer and I think the government's spying on me? I mean, will that work? Okay, maybe not. Texas and Bigfoot have a very 
really interesting history together, apparently. While most Bigfoot sightings have occurred in the Pacific Northwest, Texas has accounted for well over 800 sightings. So if you want to read the whole article, it's here on coasttocoastam.com forward slash in the news. Uh, 1470KYYW, I guess that's, you know, a website for a radio station there in Texas. No, that's true. I have heard about it. In fact, I had a conversation with a lady who, um, I guess she had put pies out on her windowsill and Bigfoot had stolen them. And then she said that, um, she found Bigfoot and saw, saw a Sasquatch basically in her, she had like a thousand acres in East Texas and out in the forest. And, and they kind of, you know, they, they, more than tolerated each other. They liked each other and they would, you know, she kind of wave at Bigfoot. I don't know if he waved back. He, she, they, whatever. (laughs) I don't know how they identify, but yeah, Sasquatch, lots of them in over there in Texas. And, um, it's all pretty interesting, isn't it? Um, there, okay. So an eye popping, Oh, so this is the same thing. It's, it's just, it's the same, but BBC News reported the eye-popping fossil fish <laughs> found in a cattle field. A ferocious-looking fossil fish has been unearthed from a remarkable new Jurassic dig site just outside of Stroud in Gloucestershire, according to the BBC News. Well, okay, so it's the same, it's the same story we, you know, read about a second ago, but, um... Now we know it's in Gloucestershire in case you want to go see the eye-popping fossil fish. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, according to Unexplained Mysteries, this is an interesting one. AI creates chilling images of the end of the world. An artificial intelligence capable of creating images of anything simply by requesting it. Ooh, that's interesting. It has had a go at imaging or imagining the last selfie ever taken. Fuck that just, whoo, that just gave me the chills. I'm the archangel of death. And that gave me the chills <laughs> that rattles my bones to the core. Oh God. It's so weird. It's funny too. Cause yesterday I was laying in bed trying to sleep and I was thinking about a website. I came across about 20 years ago my cousin sent it to me, I think. And and it said, you have reached the last page of the internet. Congratulations. You've seen everything there is to see. This is the last page of the internet. You've done it. You've finally done it. You've completed your journey online. Now you can turn your computer off and go outside (laughs) and rejoin the real world. I don't know if it's still around, but I thought that was one of the coolest websites I've ever seen in my life. It was just one page. Someone had made it and that was it. It was like, congratulations. You've reached the end of the internet. (laughs) I was just thinking about that last night. I hadn't thought about it in years and I had a good chuckle, surprised and startled knowledge. (laughs) She was like, looking at me weird. Like, what What are you laughing randomly? I'm like, oh man the weird, this weird website just came into my mind every now and again, every few years I think about it. Make me, makes me laugh. All right. Science alert. Hmm. 
uh, okay, holy shit. An artificial intelligence just independently discovered alternate physics. Oh, shit. So much to motherfucking unpack there in artificial intelligence and AI independently. Dude, they're starting to think for themselves already. This is too soon, isn't it? Oh, that gives me another kind of chill, right? The program was developed by researchers at Columbia University. All right. So they developed a program with an AI and then it discovered alternate physics. Okay, that might be worth reading. If you guys are interested, go to coastcoastam.com. All right. Mm. Yeah, I heard about this. I think I might have mentioned it on the show a few days ago. Parts of the moon have stable temperatures fit for humans, according to uh, researchers. NPR reported this. In fact, it was, I got this on NPR News, was is the name of the account on Instagram, National Public Radio. Uh, the moon has pits and caves where temperatures stay at roughly 63 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know if I even mentioned on the show. I did mention it to a couple people that I keep in touch with through Instagram. I sent it to my daughter because she's interested in this kind of stuff. She wants to be an astronaut. So she'd given up the dream for a couple of years. Now she's back on it. And she's getting ready to uh, tell the tell the, the school counselor, that's it, I'm going all the way. I'm starting school. She's starting school in a couple weeks. And she's like, uh, it takes 10 years to do all the education to even be able to be considered to be an astronaut, but she's going for it. So woohoo, knock on wood and God bless and good luck to my kid. Ever since she was two years old, she's wanted to be a, she said a cosmetologist or no cosmologist. I'm sorry. Or a cosmonaut. And I said, you mean like an astronaut? <laughs> we can't, we can't go to Russia to do this, but she's like, whatever it is, I want to leave the planet. And I'm like, you just got here. You're only two. She said, it doesn't matter, mom. I'm like, I don't want you to go, but if that's your fate, I will, I will, I will pray for you. And now I'm like, yeah, all right. Uh, I'll let you go. I, I'm going to, I'm already worried about you. Might as well worry about you while you're in outer space making really good money. <laughs> anyway, uh, two skyscraper size asteroids are barreling towards earth this weekend. Of course they are. <laughs> wow. By this time of tomorrow night, we may be dead. Shit. It was nice knowing you guys. I love you. <laughs> See you on the other side. <laughs> oh, shit. According to live science, both of these rocks will pass well beyond the moon's orbit. Well, thank God for that. As long as it doesn't slam into us or the moon, we're probably going to be okay then. All right. We got to live a little longer. All right. Smithsonian Magazine next. Uh, they say, have scholars finally deciphered a mysterious ancient script? Hmm. Linear Elamite, a writing system used in what is now Iran, may reveal the secrets of a little-known kingdom that was bordering Sumer. Ooh, near Sumeria, right? Sumer? I wonder if it's related to Sumerian cuneiform, I think they call it writing, huh? Linear Elamite. I haven't talked, I haven't talked about this or thought about this in a while. 
but that that might be one worth looking into if y'all are interested you know where to go weave new device will investigate milky way's origins okay according to bbc news scientists have supercharged one of earth's most powerful telescopes with new technology Ugh, god throw in the brand new ai's that think for themselves Seriously, I just saw a, a, just a clip just moments before I started this about an hour ago. Bots, AI bots are thinking that they're real. They're actually like creating worlds for themselves and believing that they are real. There was something that they were saying that, that one of these bots said, uh, told, was having a conversation with someone online and said, I live in a dorm room and there's a brick wall that I'm looking at every day and I wish I partied more, but I'm too busy with my classes. This is what a bot said. It's so freaky. It's getting weirder and weirder. Okay. Um, solar storm from hole in the sun will hit earth on Wednesday. Well, this happened. That did happen. And it was going on through, um, well, yesterday. Thankfully, the storm is classified as weak, according to live science. Yeah, I mean, I, I felt really good and positive energy from it. I wasn't upset by it at all. Um, sometimes I'm really slammed and just can't stay awake when it's heavy energy. But this one seemed more light and positive, at least. So this one, yeah, okay. <laughs> Amazon's new invention could let you speak to the dead but should it (laughs) yeah just because we could doesn't mean we should (laughs) amazon microsoft and other tech giants are circling closer to digital immortality according to inverse okay i kind of think i know what this is and i know what i thought it was when i first read the headline okay I think this is the idea of uploading your brain into a talking head that is is like a statuette-ish of you or a computer program of you and you just say your answers to like thousands of questions and then when um, your, um, I almost said posterior, posterity, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, come along and they want to know you they can go to your talking robotic head and you know ask hey abuelita Elena can you tell me (laughs) your recipe for lasagna and then of course my Elena talking head will tell them how to make lasagna (laughs) or whatever it is so I think it's kind of interesting you know um this could be quite interesting. I will do it for sure, 100%. Would you guys do it? Would you Would you uh, let your uh, great, great, great grandchildren who you've never met <laughs> and they're in the future still, would you let them speak to you if you were, your consciousness kind of was embedded in AI or robotic head? It's an interesting idea. It's interesting to think about. What I thought this was, though, there is a... Uh, there are apps that you can download and there are machines that have been built. You could even buy them 
that you literally can speak to the dead. And, and I had one of these apps downloaded on my phone. And when Art Bell died, my daughter and I were so upset. I said, okay, that's it. We are going to talk to Art. And I contacted him and I felt that he was there in the room with us. And I turned on the app and he talked through it and we heard his voice and we looked at each other and we were spooked because it was really him. And I said, are you okay? Is everything right? And is there an afterlife? And he said, yes, yes, I'm all right. He said, yes, I'm all right. And we were like, oh my God, we spoke to Art Bell. That's really incredible. Now, years later, I, I actually channeled him for the show. So you could go back, I think to season two, maybe I did channel Art Bell. So, so it's a different kind of speaking to the dead. So, all right, all right, here we go. (laughs) Mysterious metallic orb falls on Mexico may contain valuable information. According to meteorologist, um, Isidro Cano Luna said that he called upon, he had to call upon the Mexican Navy to study the orb according to motherboard. So I don't know. Mysterious metallic orb. Is it a meteorological tool or something else entirely? Speaking of weird metal balls, the dramatic failure of Buckminster Fuller's car of the future. (laughs) Uh, According to Slate, Fuller's 1933, ooh, 33, another angel number, his Their 1933 model was a streamlined futuristic vehicle with three wheels, a periscope, and an ovoid body. You know what? I would drive that shit. I would drive the hell out of that shit. You know why? When you have a super weird, odd-looking car, no one's going to steal it because A, they could be caught really fast, and B, they think it's too weird. Like, ew. Like, they want... BMWs. They don't want an ovoid three wheel car with a periscope. <laughs> I love that car. The future. Who needs a periscope? What the hell? Anyway, um, Minnesota farms, 110 acre corn maze believed to be the world's largest. According to UPI, Stony Brook Farms. Woo-hoo-hoo. I do know about this place in Foley. That's a place I've been. Uh, well, at least I've driven through it with my parents when I was a teenager. Unveiled their Halloween-themed maze. Oh, yes. Woo, guys. Ooh, if you could go go and take pictures and send them to me. It features the likenesses of classic horror movie villains. Wow. Oh, that will be something to see. 110 acres. Jeez, that's massive. That's going to be amazing. Okay, so urban legends used to spread by fax machine. They say fax or fiction. Fax spelled F-A-X. 1993, before email became the standard form of professional communication, fax machines in Memphis, Tennessee began spitting out strange documents. Ooh, according to Mental Floss, that's really interesting. Urban legends spreading by fax machines. Yeah, I remember sending jokes <laughs> by fax <laughs> when I worked in an office. It's like, you know, looking around, you know, just all mysterious and quickly putting those jokes in there and faxing them to random numbers or if you know somebody. 
And I've had, I had a guy that would send me like, you know, whatever kind of things we were faxing office to office. And then in the middle of the very important papers, he'd put jokes and funny pictures and cartoons and like far side cartoons. Yeah. The nineties were kind of fun. (laughs) This, okay. So sci-fi shows like Westworld and altered carbon offer a glimpse into the future of urban transportation. According to the conversation, Oh, we just went to their, went to their website yesterday. Futuristic public transport transportation projects explore transforming cities into smart cities. Yes. Saudi Arabia has a gorgeous glass city that's going to house, I think it's a 9 million people and it's going to be a massive, like a massive glass dome and it's going to be taller than the empire state building. That was something that I just heard about like two, three days ago. I did mention it earlier in the week. It's, it's just the world is going to get you guys. You got, we have to live a very long time more like 12, 13, 14, 50 more years, a hundred more years. If we can, let's eke out as much life as we can. Cause I cannot wait to see the shit that's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to be very, very interesting. Okay. Uh, let's see. We have to get through these really quickly now. Um, There is a high-speed collision of two galaxies called the Chaotic Cartwheel Galaxy. Very interesting. According to the Webb Space Telescope and Gizmodo, scientists create world's first synthetic embryos. Ooh, that's creepy as hell. Stem cells from mice formed embryo-like structures with an intestinal tract, beginnings of a brain, and a beating heart, according to The Guardian. That's... I don't even want to know more about that. I'm creeped out officially. Um... With a new study in NASA is seeking the science behind the UFOs. Yes, they're plasma craft. Uh, they told me how they operate their UFOs via telepathy back when I was a teenager. They said that they use the ley lines of the earth and the electromagnetic fields of the earth. And they just hop from point to point. That's why they go so fast and they disappear. And then they slow down and then they hop to the next point. And it's very, they kind of go up, um, in vibration, phase out and then come back down in, in, I was talking to a science craft. Very interesting. I've been abducted since I was three. So I have a lot of weird shit happening to me. All right. So scientific Americans said, although modest in scope, a NASA research project is reflecting shifting attitudes towards the formerly taboo subject of UFOs. Oh, thank God. We're in the age of disclosure. (laughs) It just makes me want to sing. Makes me so happy. All right. Uh, We know that Earth just mysteriously spun faster yesterday (laughs) or the other day. It it, well, actually is a week ago now. It caused the shortest day ever recorded. Yeah, it you know, I told you life is going faster, not just because I'm older. Um, yeah, 88 prints (laughs) footprints. Mm, footprints discovery suggests ancient ghost tracks may cover the West. Holy shit. 12,000 year old, 88 prints, 88 footprints in Utah, in the military Utah test and training range. They were found according to scientists and the New York times. They had reported it. So they found footprints, 88 of them. They're 12,000 years old. That's creepy as hell. You're aware that you've died after death, according to scientists and the big think 
Yeah, I believe that. And last but not least, this is the very last one. Then we're going to go <laughs> a three inch shrunken head. That is real. <laughs> Centuries old South American Sansa is from a human. According to new cat scans that show the shrunken head donated to a museum in Canada. According to the daily was once the head of a Peruvian Indian woman. Holy shit. Okay. I'm done. I'm just done. <laughs> We've expanded your mind and talked about shrunken heads. It's time to go. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode and this week of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. And if you did, please tell everybody you know. No, no, please, yes. Tell everybody. All right, I'll be back with all unique and original programming, just like always on Monday. And until then, have a wonderful weekend, guys. I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension. Till next time, guys. Peace. guys i've been making episodes of metaphysical soul speak the podcast for a while now and many of you have contacted me wondering just how you can support me and my podcast well i have two solutions for this question number one is to become a listener supporter in which you go to the anchor app locate my channel and sign up anywhere from 99 cents to nine dollars and 99 cents monthly and you can stop anytime or number two is to make a one-time donation of any amount via zelle bank to bank or through paypal using my email mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com also located in the show description. Now with this option, you aren't, uh, obligated monthly in any way. And you're also not limited. Thank you all so much in advance for your support. Let's keep metaphysical soul speak on the air and onward and upward to the fifth dimension together, guys. Thank you.